Hey guys, Chachi McFly here at Awesome Con. And I'm staying next to a legend who I think he pretty much animated my entire, entire childhood. As you see here, this is Tom Cook. How you doing, Tom? Hey, I'm doing great. I'm looking around at your body of work. It's just really incredible. I, I can't believe it. Like you, like the Super Friends, He-Man, She-Ra, Flintstone, Scooby-Doo, um, Roger Rabbit. Like, how'd you get involved in all this? Well, I started back in 78, uh, that's 1978, okay. and uh, I was a bus driver in LA wow. and uh, took a class in comic book art and the teacher worked at Hanna-Barbera and next thing you know, I got hired at Hanna-Barbera based on my superhero drawings that he liked. Wait, so were you like a, as a child um, drawing a lot or? Yeah. Okay. yeah, I used to draw a lot because I really fell in love with Marvel Comics, so I was Spider-Man, Fantastic Four. So I had all these drawings and I showed my teacher and he worked at Hanna-Barbera as a storyboard artist. And he said, they've got a class that teaches basic animation and I could recommend you for the class. Would you like that? And I said, oh my gosh, yes. And so I was in the class for three weeks and they hired me out of the class. And, and Hanna-Barbera is big time. How, how'd you feel when you get the call that Hanna-Barbera said, we want to hire you? Oh, I mean, it was just unbelievable. The nervous part was I didn't know what I was doing yet. <laughs> and they said, well, you're going to sit with an animator. You'll be his assistant okay. and you'll learn that way. So, and luckily, you know, it took. So what was your first project um, in Hanna-Barbera? Super Friends. Wow. So your first project is Super Friends. That's amazing. And that's the reason I was hired is because of the superhero drawings I did. And he said, we have a lot of people can animate Fred and Barney and Scooby-Doo, but they have trouble with a human figure. And I really like your drawings, and that's how I got in. So like a Super Friends cartoon is probably what, like 22 minutes after commercials. Um, how long would it take you to animate like one show? Well, there was about 60 animators, wow. and then at that point I was an assistant, and there were probably another 60 assistants. Uh, so, but we had to do a show every like week, week and a half. And uh, with He-Man, we had to do more than a show a week because there's 52 weeks in a year and there were 65 wow. episodes per year. One year, wow. So that's when things really got got hot. We were really, really moving hard and fast. I mean, He-Man, one of the most iconic cartoons like ever for kids, yeah. you know, it launched the whole entire toy line and now they keep bringing it back with different um, animated styles. What's your yes. <laughs> What's your opinion on the new animated styles of these new He-Man um, reboots? Okay, well, uh, I've been to Dubai I've been to Ecuador, I've been to Mexico City. They love He-Man, okay? So you have billions of fans all over the world, so let's do a reboot and completely change it so all the fans are gonna hate it. <laughs> yes. It just makes no sense. Do one and make it like the old Filmation show, right. and any updates you make is just make it a little bit more for adults because those five-year-old kids that it was meant for are now 45. So make it for 45-year-olds, use the same sort of ideas and characters and make really good stories, and the entire world will love it. But they keep changing it, and it just doesn't work. 100% agree with you. It seems like they always, like, almost despise the original fans of a series. They want brand new fans, and they don't care about the old fans, but they still want to use the properties that old fans loved. And, of so. course, the silly thing about that is the new fans don't buy stuff. <laughs> yeah. The old fans, I mean, I come here and I sell so much He-Man stuff. I mean, I bring the toys, I got the pops. Everybody wants an autographed version of that. And uh, so 
He-Man is as big as ever with the 45-year-old crowd, give or take a year or two. So, so were you on board from the original He-Man episodes? Yeah, okay. yeah. I, I started at Filmation in 1981, and we worked on Flash Gordon, Tarzan, and Bra uh, Blackstar. And then after Blackstar was over, we were worried because we really didn't have anything to do. And all of a sudden, Lou Scheimer, the head of the studio, came and said, we're going to be doing this new show called He-Man. And our first reaction was, He-Man? That's kind of like a, a funny name for a guy that works out, you know? Right, right. But once we saw the characters and stuff, we said, oh, you know, this could be a pretty good show. And, you know, it was probably the biggest show ever. I mean, we sold like a billion dollars worth of toys and everything in two years. That's so. the thing, like you get you talked about other shows you worked on, like it could be like one season for a cartoon, you never right. know. Did you know from the beginning that He-Man was gonna be such a huge phenomenon that people are still talking about it well, today? And a normal season of like Scooby-Doo or whatever was 13 episodes because it was just shown on Saturday morning. Right. Well, He-Man was on Monday through Friday. Right. So that's why we had to do 65 episodes for a season. So even though it only ran two seasons, 130 episodes is 10 years worth of animation that we did in two years. So uh, we really, and then they decided to do She-Ra so they could kind of keep He-Man in it, right. but still give something for the, the young girls to aspire to. And I've had many uh, like actresses, uh, like Summer Glau from Firefly. Oh, cool. In her panel, she mentioned that Shira was her favorite thing growing up. Wow. So I went over and gave her a, a autographed drawing of Shira, and oh, she okay, was cool. excited as heck. <laughs> and there's been a number of other people too that that's what really got them excited about uh, being a woman, you know, back in the back in the 80s. So do you have like one character from He-Man that was your favorite to animate? Yeah, well, my favorite to animate was Orko. Orko, yes. I and, Orko. and the reason is. He didn't have legs, so I didn't make him walk. I just could float, float in. Float, yes. So much easier animation. Now, when you're animating, did you give any input in what the, how the storyline goes, or like any kind of like how the, the characters look at all? No, the uh, the designs were already made for the toys, right? Yeah, yeah and yeah. the the stories were already written. Storyboards were already made, so we had to follow the storyboard. Uh, the only thing that we had is they gave us a cassette tape with the voice track, uh, because the voices are done first. Because uh, if you don't have a voice, you don't know what to animate. So, like I would say, if, if Skeletor was saying, look out in the storyboard, well, that doesn't tell you, you know, is he going, look out, or is he going, look out! Right, right. So we have to hear. So that way, we get an idea of what we want to draw. So basically, I'm the actor. You know, the voice gives me the voice, but then I listen to the voice, and I figure out what I want him to do while he's acting. And... Uh, that was kind of fun for me because I'm the type of guy that I, I love acting and stuff, but I'm too shy to get up in front of a camera and act in a play or something. But to be able to do it behind the scenes in, in drawings was perfect for me. And like some of the other characters, I mean, you John the Super Friends right now, like you know, everything everything's about the um, yeah. superheroes now, like. What's your opinion on the new like DC movies, the new Marvel movies, compared to the cartoons that you used to animate? Yeah, you know, everything, uh, it's nice that they finally are doing good movies, because back in the 60s they tried, and whoever was in charge of the, of the studios didn't seem to understand comic books or superheroes. 
and they always made them stupid. Right. Now, even though I was thrilled that there was a Batman TV show, it really made Batman, uh, for a while in the comics, they changed it to be more like the TV show. More slapstick? Yeah, so they yeah. kind of took it out of the what it was, and now it's finally gone back to being what it was meant to be. But we still love Batman, but I sure wish it would have been done more realistically instead of the, the comedy. Right, so if you had any of your characters, you could bring him back and have like a new series. Yeah, I get what would it be? This all the time. Yes. Thundar the Barbarian. Okay. That was my favorite show I've ever worked on. Right. Uh, I got to meet Jack Kirby, who was one of the creators oh, of the show. Yes. And of course, he's one of the reasons I wanted to learn to draw awesome. as a little kid. So getting to know Jack Kirby, and I mean, he even gave me his phone number and address and said, come over to the house. So cool. And uh, so it was just great. But the show was really an excellent show. If you've never seen it, uh, I always tell people, if you've seen Thundar, yeah. that's your favorite show. Okay, I have to check it out, definitely. Yeah. So, I mean, how does it feel now, like, I mean, you're basically everybody's childhood. How does it feel about look back on your life, you know? You're still working and you're still doing great, but just knowing that you influenced so many kids and so many future artists and so many, this pop culture. We're here at, you know, AwesomeCon, and, you know, and so much pop culture is stuff that you worked on directly in your own life. How does that feel? I mean, it feels great because when I was a kid, I grew up with Yogi Bear, Huckleberry Hound, Quick Draw McGraw, and then eventually Johnny Quest. Yeah. And so I'm a fan. So when fans come up to see me, I know what they're feeling because that's what I felt when I was a kid. It's just really strange that it's me, you know? <laughs> so to have these people want my autograph and everything is kind of silly to me, but. I understand it because, you know, I wanted Jack Kirby's autograph and he was probably feeling the same way. You know, I just drew comic <laughs> books, but, uh, but it's great. And awesome con is, uh, this has been a terrific comic con. I mean, we've, every comic con I've done since the pandemic has been a little bit better than normal. Right. This was over the top better than normal. Awesome. Awesome. And good uh, to be back, right? Awesome. Awesome. You got <laughs> it. <laughs> Guys, the great Tom Cook. I mean, what a, what a career. I mean, it's a, People can only dream of this kind of career in their life, so it's amazing that you achieved it. If you don't mind, can you let us know who you are and you're listening to Blow the Belt Show and click on this show. So Blow the Belt Show, click on this show. Do, I will do what? <laughs> Just let, let them know who you are and say you're, you're um, watching. Click on this show, okay. Click on this show? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, this is Tom Cook, click on this show. And say who you are and what you do. I was an animator and a director on a lot of different TV series, He-Man, Super Friends, Scooby-Doo, and uh, so be sure to click on this show. Thank you so much, it's amazing, thank you. Thank you. All right, Al Soto, click on this show, still at Awesome Con with Todd Napier, an amazing artist, and if you've seen his work, um, maybe not for kids in some regards, but certainly very eye-catching. Todd, are you happy to be here at AwesomeCon? I am. This is my second time here, obviously, due to unforeseen circumstances. Last year was canceled, but it's good to be back here for 2021 AwesomeCon. So, yeah. Yes. The thing about your artwork, I think it's very uh, reminiscent of some of the early 90s, uh, early 2000s comic book was when that was kind of the rage. Um, curious on your thoughts uh, of the, the style, the, the sexiness style that's kind of maybe had some criticism from you know the SJWs and things like that. Do you have any opinion on that? Yeah, true. It's funny you bring up the 90s because back then when McFarlane and Life and those guys broke yeah. away from Marvel and DC, started Image. That's yeah. when I started getting on board right. and really following a lot of those guys' work. 
And then as I progressed and got older, my 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 skills kind of got you know polished. It's kind of ended up doing more of the women, uh, and and I'm doing more of taking like a lot of the superheroes and making them that aren't women characters, making them just to give some different characters that normally wouldn't be out there. Um, you know, whether it be stuff from video games to comic books to everything in between. So, yeah. but I, I mean, I don't get too much backlash, believe it or not. Um, maybe more so from families with children, but it's expected. Um, but, you know, I, I just continue to do what I do because I do have a a good following of people that do love that stuff. So, and, and we certainly love your stuff. And I mean, Smurfette. I mean, I, think, I don't think we've ever seen Smurfette drawn in that way before. No, no, <laughs> not quite. You're, you're not going to see anything like that. And that's what I try to do. I try to do stuff that's different that people mm -hmm. don't see because I think people like to buy different. Vampirella has been drawn a thousand different ways. Lady Death. I mean, you can go on and on and say about that, but you know, the Smurfette. Again, you're not gonna you're not gonna see that, and you're gonna see many people draw Smurfette very well. Right. Um, but again, different is where I try to separate myself from everybody else because it's very very competitive out here. Okay. Now, um, can you tell us your art artistic inspirations? Other artists that kind of influenced your work? Yeah, I mean, a lot of my inspirations come from you know, I mean, everybody says it, but McFarlane was a huge inspiration for me. Yeah. What he did with Spider-Man. There, there's a there's a classic tale of someone who took something and made it different whether it's the spaghetti webbing that may put him on the map yes. but this guy also you read his backstory he never gave up he's been rejected so many times but he hung in there and now look at him he's got this successful business he's yes. working on a movie script for his yes. next movie Over so 300 issues yeah. so he would be somebody i would say was a huge inspiration uh and and you know all those guys from image because i going back to talking about the 90s jim lee um yes. You know, Sylvester from Top Cow, all those guys were, were big inspirations for me. I love that. And of course, I see some other artwork where you actually are very good at um, being inspired by other animation styles. So it's kind of like a, I mean, the Harley Quinn is just really right on point with the animated series yeah, so we I see do, on HBO Max. You get a lot of people, anime is just a world yeah. of its own. So if I can, I try to do something with that, whether it's uh, Tokyo Gould, stuff that I like, not necessarily what everybody likes. You know, My Hero Academia is another big one, One Punch Man, stuff like that. Yes. So I try to stay universal as far as bringing some of that, not a lot of it, but mm -hmm. there will be some people that like that stuff. All right. Awesome. Well, um, tell us where we can find you uh, on the internet, uh, social media, well, yeah, plug I'm away, on, plug away. Yeah, I'm on, I'm on Facebook. Uh, it's under Todd Napier Art. And you can find me as well under Todd Napier Art on Instagram. Those are my two big ones that I go on. Okay. You can find me on art station if you want to check out my portfolio and my website is toddnapierart.com i have a shop set up there so you can also go on there and, and and purchase all my prints that you see here at the show there you go todd napier wow which model or actress will come very closest to your mary jane if you had to put put her in the center which actress would you choose oh that's that's tough um you know Scarlett Johansson wouldn't be far from that. Yes! I mean, <laughs> if, if you had a guess, even though she's having problems with Marvel right now, shh, yeah. we'll keep that on the down low, but <laughs> she would be the runner-up, uh, you know. She, if you put her in a poll, she probably would take it with no contest. <laughs> I love it. Right? Right. I agree. Todd, thanks so much for talking with us here. I'll click on this. Yes, thank you guys. Right, awesome.